He haunts the streets by night, but talks the talk by day. Is he human or monster? It's the Batman versus Dracula. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. I can't believe when you said talks the talk by day, you didn't say it stalks the streets by night. <laughs> that would have been better, I guess. <laughs> but but the point it was, Alex, you don't know if I'm talking about the Batman or Dracula oh. with, this, with this case, right? Like, it's it's ambiguous. Oh, yeah. Who, who's really doing the crime? Yeah. <laughs> mm. So we've got layers, Eric. Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. It's the Bargain Basement, the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, as we stay alive, we are discussing the Batman versus Dracula. Two things, Alex, before we dive into this. One, we never acknowledged the fact that we got past episode 200 on our show. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And this is episode 204. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We really care about numbers over here at NBM. Yes, yes. We celebrate the milestones. (laughs) We really celebrate the milestones and we celebrate big. (laughs) Yeah, we do. So we are celebrating episode 204 today. 204, baby! (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) I am excited to celebrate episode 204 with the Batman versus Dracula. My second thing, Alex, was this is the, this animated monster series is probably the most random series that we've ever had in our lives. <laughs> yeah. I mean. This dude, movie in particular is pretty strange to pick. This movie in particular might be the most random movie we've ever actually watch yeah let's pick a movie from a series that's probably in the middle of that series (laughs) it's probably the least watched movie that we will ever review yeah on this podcast and and that's saying something because we watch some movies that are pretty obscure yeah (laughs) psycho gorman (laughs) even uh what's that uh, Beyond the Fog was that? Called? Oh, How Beyond the Fog. How Beyond yeah, the Fog. that's that's our probably. I would say that's our most obscure. For it's sure. our most obscure. It's, this, it's not this quite as ob- obscure for our audience at the time, right? But this movie is pretty obscure as well. Um, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm I'm going to check on Letterbox after to see which Eric, movie has more views. Is this the moment we jump the shark? Is this it? <laughs> Dude, we jumped the shark a long time ago. <laughs> that's, pro- that's probably right. Dude, like, we, if you're worried about jumping the shark, we jumped the shark long ago. <laughs> I, I talked to somebody uh, at work recently, and they um, they didn't know that that phrase came from a show. Like, yeah. I, I was like, really? You didn't know? And I, was like, I explained it to him. I just sounded like a fool because I don't think he even knew who the Fonzie was. <laughs> The funds. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, man. 
want to make a balloon shop reference again to to jump to chump, but you wouldn't understand it. <laughs> Probably would. So I tried to show Cece some balloon shop videos. I don't think she thought they were as funny as I did. Oh my gosh, balloon shop is the best. But they have this reference where it's like, you jump to chump. You just jump to chump. Oh, I remember like, that. Five really? seconds. <laughs> jump to chump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we need to jump into this film, Alex, because we are slap happy, I think, a little bit yeah. after our MVM Plus episode. This is the late recording for us. Uh, I'm at a conference and it's midnight, and I am so dedicated to this podcast that I'm recording at midnight at mm. a work conference. All because I had to go see Oppenheimer tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, Alex. Yeah, Priorities. Yeah. You've got to go see that movie. There's, There's no question that you have to go that's see right. it. That's right. It's mandatory. <laughs> All right. Here we go, man. For a movie about the Batman and Dracula, there's a lot to sink our teeth into, Alex. Our animation series has been completely random, and that doesn't change with the Batman versus Dracula. A movie that can stand alone but that also fits within the Batman animated series. But the Batman versus Dracula movie also requires bringing in the lore and history of Dracula. Mm. So does the relatively short film succeed in bringing the lore to the fore, or does the vampire King simply become another thing in the Batman's story? So I think the movie does succeed in bringing the lore to the fore. Because it does feel like Dracula is the focus of the movie to me. Um, which I do appreciate. You know, he, he's not a sideshow in a Batman film. Which is definitely the right choice to make. And also, the other important thing is that most of the mainstay villains, you know, Joker and Penguin, they do take a back seat for the most part. Which is really appreciated. Um, there are some elements of the film to like, for sure. But... I, I'm really not certain if this is a good enough Dracula or Batman movie to justify its existence. Alex, did you ever watch this show? I I think I only caught probably a couple episodes um, back when it was actually airing, and it I, I I can't really speak to really anything about it and how similar or different from the series if it was. Um, just, I know art style and everything, it obviously is the same. It's no different than some of the Batman, the animated series movies. Like, you know, they kept that consistent art style and, but a varying quality. Um, yeah. I, I think this is about in line. Like I would have totally been down for a Batman show, but I, I, the, I think there was something odd about it that just never really quite captured me. What about uh, you? Did you, did yeah, you, were you familiar no, no. with it? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. I think, honestly, we were just a little old, Alex, when this came out. Yeah. Not that we... That wouldn't have stopped me. That wouldn't have stopped me. Not that that would stop us, really. (laughs) But, like, I think the timing had a lot to do with it. You're right. I mean, we were 16, Eric. I mean, we've probably been about 16, driving, like... Yeah, exactly. It's just, it was the timing. It's not that it was below us, but... We just probably were into different things. Yeah, yeah, we had our <laughs> At focuses. Years old. 
Whereas like bat, the Batman animated series was like our prime oh, yeah. Batman age, you know, like that was our series. <laughs> it's also uh, better. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not question that. I'm I'm not saying that, but that was our series, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we grew up with. That. And Batman Beyond, I love Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, Batman Beyond was great. I, 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 I bought the whole Beyond. series before it started streaming uh, yeah. of Beyond and the animated oh, yeah. series, and I just never oh. that I've been paralyzed, Eric, by watching it because yeah. the discs and the streaming services have the episodes out of order. What the heck? Yeah, they're 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 aired on the on the streaming services. Golly, we're going on a real tangent here. Uh, on the right. on the streaming services and the discs by production date, so the date that the episode was made, not the release date, which is the actual order that the show is supposed to be in. Oh, I didn't mix in those. In the two animated up. series and Beyond, or just the uh, just the animated series, they they figured it out for Beyond. Okay, and and <laughs> Superman. They, I don't think Superman has that problem either. Man, those were definitely shows of my childhood. The Batman was just a little bit late to get back to our point. Yeah. Um, But to get back to my original question, does this series or does this film succeed in bringing the lore to the fore? I think it does, actually. And I think the film does especially well during the first half of the film in getting the lore right. It really harkens back to the original Dracula film and some of its sequels that we reviewed in our Universal series. We get Alucard, of course. (laughs) We get an invisibility in mirrors with Alfred playing our sort of Van Helsing character. We even get that, that balcony scene where Bruce snaps out of it that reminded me of that the original film and Mm. the feel and its setting. Now, as the film progresses, it gets a little more crazy, which perhaps loses me a little um, with it becoming more Batman-centric, which, I mean, it is a Batman film, so I get it. But it loses me a little as it becomes more and more focused on the Batman. And, like the Joker becoming the vampire <laughs> on its own, for example. But I gotta say, the references, the one-liners, the fun that these filmmakers had with the Dracula... It kept me engaged mostly throughout this film. I like that you said the Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Batman. So now it's the Dracula. The Dracula. I like it. Um, yeah, that's interesting, Eric. I, I, I think I expected you to be a bit more down on this than you are. Uh, at least that, how you're coming off so far. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I think I think you're right. Um to appreciate some of the consistency with the original film and how it handled its lore and how this one, it's clear that they were, you know, they, they respected that material in some ways. Um, but I do think that there are too many other elements that get in the way in this film. The Batman franchise is no stranger to puns, to be clear. <laughs> but the extent of them here is absurd. And that's from someone who adores puns. <laughs> but most of the, the puns just aren't funny. They don't work. And so they just feel so really forced. They also ruin some what are supposed to be tense moments. Um, and that's not the only thing, though, that doesn't work during these tense moments. The music in this movie sucks. 
and that's a, that's a good pun right there. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels remarkably try-hard. Now, maybe this is a product of a mid-2000s, well, product. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think that even is a good excuse. Uh, the, the music almost never lands, and it doesn't feel like it fits the mood at any moment. Um, except for, you know, there's a few exceptions here or there where the music actually, it does work for the movie. But for the most part, I'm like, why? Who, who is, someone just had fun with a guitar trying to make sounds for a movie that just didn't fit. And they're like, well, this is the only instrument I got. So we're going to make it work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say one thing I've realized the last couple weeks, Alex, is I don't recognize bad music as much as you do. (laughs) Like it just didn't it didn't register with me. I think I'm just used. I don't know what it is. I I appreciate great music in a film. Mm -hmm. Like it always stands out to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this music is amazing. But bad music just doesn't stand out. (laughs) There were actually moments in this film where I thought the sound design was pretty good. Like when. Batman is using the serum that he's created to cure the vampires and it's using this sort of like <laughs> uh, sound effect. Oh, oh this uh, this uh, sound design is pretty decent yeah. right now. Uh, and the music there was pretty decent, I thought, as well. But, yeah, I just don't notice as much bad music as you do. I just notice good music when we get mm. it. So that wasn't necessarily... Uh, a down for me but yeah I mean I would be more down on this film overall if I couldn't sense that there was at least some thought and care that went into it and it wasn't just made to be a money making machine which yeah I mean there is that but I could sense that the filmmakers really cared a, a little bit about what they were doing and it had some fun with that there's some interesting questions some interesting shots and ideas here there's some interesting, like, speaking of the shots and the editing, right? There's some interesting transitions between the Joker and Dracula in the filmmaking, and then later on between the Batman and Dracula, which are cool. Mm. And then there's some cool shots and moments um, that I felt, like, influenced the latest Batman movie, the Batman. <laughs> um, like, when the officers were hunting for Batman, after they thought he was the reason for the disappearances. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like hiding behind this column, right? It's like, that's straight from the opening scene of the Batman. (laughs) Um, And then thematically, I thought there were some cool um, ideas when they were playing with Batman's past, right? Now, I'm not all sunshine and roses on all of that, right? Uh, And I'm not all sunshine on this film overall, which does feature very little sunshine, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> but there's still, I think there's a lot to be praised here, at least trying some some new things. When it could have easily just, in my opinion, been phoned in. Mm. Yeah. Your comments do resonate there. I don't feel like the film is phoned in. Um, I have to give the movie that as well. I think it. the film tries to do some things that... I think end up hurting it. Um, for one idea, for, for one instance, there's this idea here that I th- that was kind of graded on me. 
it makes some sense in that it plays with this like inflated Dracula ego, which, funny enough, our last movie did that as well. But the idea that Dracula influenced Batman somehow, and that how he believes that you know his imagery has passed down all these generations, and like he's kind of led to the creation of the Batman in some sense. I I think it's a funny idea to have this this enormous ego for Dracula. It fits. Um, but ultimately, it doesn't really go anywhere, except for how they play with a few visual moments. Uh, and I find that the, the whole point of that idea in the film is just kind of frustrating, because it, it feels pointless in the end. That being said, I do want to speak to a few things I did like. And I, I know I've been kind of negative on this film. I think the overall story is done pretty well. And I think the big final battle with Batman and Dracula is pretty good as well. I do think it's a bit of a shame that we have to rely on sunlight to beat Dracula. And it's not some sort of solution that Bruce, you know, world's greatest detective, comes up with. But rather, if I remember right, and again, I hadn't seen the movie in about a week. But if I remember right... It's just kind of happenstance. Like, oh, good, the sun's coming up. What a relief, because I was about to lose. Also, the other plus, Alfred is pretty cool. I mean, this man is not afraid to get into to jump into the fray, which I really like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's true. I mean, the the sunlight aspect of Dracula's demise is definitely foreshadowed in the film. Okay. So I, I didn't have as much of a problem with that um, as you did. I, I think for me, the issue comes, like, the, the Joker's story. Oh, is, yeah. Is yeah. what is actually kind of slows the film down. It's... The the Joker's subplot and the Batman's search for the cure that slows that film down more than it needs, mm-hmm. and it does temper the proceedings quite a bit. Um, I think another issue with that overall is just the fact that the film isn't or doesn't seem to be afraid to go to some pretty dark places at times, mm. right? It, it actually has some horror elements, but then of course at the end it has to backtrack. <laughs> Yeah. on those dark places by reversing the outcomes that have been established as just a part of Dracula. Um, to address your criticism about the con- the puns for a second, though, I-, I think the puns and innuendos are great. I mean, you said that's what makes the <laughs> Batman the Batman, but it's also what makes Dracula Dracula, right? Like, like we've had those types of things in Dracula films. So it's like, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me that in the film that's the Batman versus Dracula we get more puns than necessary because it's just right for those puns, <laughs> right? Um, okay. But yeah, I get it, right? There are a couple climatic moments, like um, when the Dracula is is kidnapping Vicky, right? And he's making a pun about it. You're like, oh my gosh. But, I mean, my bigger problem with the Vicky storyline is that it kind of comes a little too late to be meaningful here mm. which to me makes the climax feel less meaning meaningful than it could have been mm. if it had been introduced a little bit earlier on 
in the movie. You tell me you didn't like the penguin chasing Vicky Vale around? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not my favorite part of the movie. Oh. Hell. <laughs> and then just finding the treasure as well. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, Alex, on MVM Plus today, um, we started without a topic, but then we quickly found the topic because <laughs> what we ended up talking about was dun 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 the Godzilla community. 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 Yeah. And we really kind of get into Godzilla minus one a little bit, but really we talk a little bit. We talk more about what it means to be a community, what the Godzilla community means, our issues with the Godzilla community, what we love about the Godzilla community, and everything in between. Mm. I will say, Alex, I don't usually talk the most in MVM Plus episodes, right? Yeah. I would say, like, at least 75% of episodes <laughs> of MVM Plus are you talking to me, yeah. right? Yeah. This one, I, I, for some reason, something struck a nerve. And I went on one of my rants. <laughs> and I just started talking about the Godzilla community. And if you're interested in that at all, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash MVMPod. And I think, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. You'll probably disagree with me or agree with me. To some extent, but check it out. Patreon.com forward slash MVMPod. Staple awards, though, Alex. Let's get into our awards uh, for the Batman versus Dracula. Who do you have for your most compelling character award? Oh, I had Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is someone who seems to really... Uh, what, I, what I liked about it is how they portrayed her character, understanding Bruce. Um, and how the events that have happened in his life have kind of led to the way he is and that understanding that she expresses to Alfred, um, when they're together and, you know, Bruce doesn't show up like he, like he always never does. Um, but that was a surprising bit of character. I thought, and I was like, Oh, I really like Vicky Vale. Like she is shockingly understanding and thoughtful. Mm. Yeah. That's a good choice. Uh, it's the one character that you're kind of unfamiliar with going into the film, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I would say so. Because Vicky Vale, she's usually a minor rep- uh, reporter character that's like in every Batman thing ever. But she's mm. always a reporter. Yeah, um, right. And just in the background for the most part. Mm. No, not in comics and stuff like that. She's probably more. Yeah. But yeah, you got me. <laughs> what about well, you, compar- Eric? Comparatively, comparatively, uh, she is the least uh, publicized character, I would say. Mm. My, my compelling character award goes to a character I just thought was um, interesting choice, and it was the penguin. So the penguin is cho- chosen as this subservient character to Dracula. Or the Dracula, as I like to call him. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I think that role works for him uh, based off of how he is characterized in this series in particular as a character that is a little bit lower than your top tier villain, which is Joker, right? right? 
Um, he's kind of at the beginning of the film, he's talked about how he is kind of second tier because he's broken out of Arkham, you know, less than the Joker. And he tries to broker a deal with the Joker. And so he's kind of set up as a second tier villain, even in, even though in Batman lore, he is probably up there with the Joker, right? He's like the second worst bad guy but he is he's the second worst right and so he plays the subservient role here um he plays our uh uh what was our film called last week alex uh renfield renfield (laughs) (laughs) why can't i think of that he plays our renfield of this of this uh movie and and so i think that's interesting for him as a villain to take on that role yeah yeah, uh, it was a good choice for a <laughs> Renfield, <laughs> especially this iteration of Penguin in particular. He feels particularly Renfieldy, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, what about your most memorable line award, Eric? Hmm. There were several to choose from, of course. So one that I thought about choosing choosing from Penguin was after after the Joker opens the coffin of Dracula hmm. and kind of gets pulled in, right? And <laughs> it's pretty gruesome at that point. And, <laughs> and Penguin says, breakfast in bed, fresh squeeze. <laughs> yeah. Which is just, I mean, I, I'm honestly, I'm a little surprised at some of the things this film gets away with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite line was probably Dracula saying, you can't outbat me. Batman. <laughs> um, I, I I thought that was clever. I, I like the comparison between Dracula and Batman mm. here, um, both being Batman thematic or bat thematic, mm. if you will. Yeah. My, my line is just uh, <laughs> is a penguin line. He's watching the TV. He sees Vicky Vale. He says, nice jugulars. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> what the film can get away with, right? <laughs> I know. I was shocked by that. I was like, "Really? He did that? He really did that?" <laughs> what about you? Can't believe that acting award. Uh, I give it. I'm going to give it to Peter Stormare as Dracula. Um, I think he does. I, I like Peter Stormare uh, just as an actor, but also. Just as a voice, I think he's probably more impactful because he's just got a very memorable voice. I think he does a great job as Dracula here, so I, I, I give it to him. Yeah, no, um, I get that. Yeah, that's a good one. I probably would have chosen that one, but can't believe the acting award. We usually do choose our favorite performance, but this performance was the one that kind of mesmerized me the most, oh. and it was Kevin Michael Richardson as the Joker. And the reason I was mesmerized by that was I thought it was Mark Hamill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really did. Um, yeah, I did too. And I've I've got to say I thought it was Mark Hamill. I really did. I thought it was Mark Hamill doing a slightly darker version of his Joker from the Batman animated series. Hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, and so I wanted to bring that up because I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, Can I tell you what I think? think, uh, Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Part of me thinks it's 
it makes it less original and mm. makes me think back to the other Joker, which makes this Joker feel less unique, which I have a problem with, right? It's like somebody impersonating the voice acting of somebody else, mm. which it sounds exactly like him. So I'm impressed that you impersonated somebody else. But I also think it lacks that originality, that that character that should probably be present in a different series of Batman. Mm, I think. What do you think? I think you said exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like this. This feels like Mark Hamill. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just did a really great Mark Hamill impersonation of Mark Hamill. And it's funny you said that this is a darker one. I actually think Mark Hamill's Joker in the in the animated series is darker than you might be right. You you might be right. It might have been too long since I've I've compared the two, but yeah, yeah, you might be right. It's 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 slightly different. It's slightly different, but it's still. Mm It sounds it is the same. Incredibly influenced and sounds the same, right? The essence is the same. Which again, I and I I think Mark Hamill's Joker is brilliant. I do. Yeah. I do. And so I actually get it when it comes to using it for the Batman the animated series and Batman Beyond, which is the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like they those are the same continuity. This is supposed to be a different series though, right? So, I, mm. I, I'm mixed. I'm, I'm mixed about it. I think the voice still works. I actually think it does work. But like, is it adding anything different or unique to this series? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> next next award, uh, Alex is. Oh, that's a good shot award. What you got? Uh, yeah, mine's what I'm calling the shadow shot, and. This is a shot of Batman and his shadow, and then mm-hmm. Dracula comes up, and his shadow just engulfs Batman's. Uh, mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool imagery. It kind of plays into that whole uh, theme of them being similar. Um, yeah. Even if I don't buy into that theme, I like that shot. I like some of the elements mm. that it leans into with that. Uh, I just wish it had committed maybe a little bit more. See, but that shot comes back around at the end. I thought you were going to talk about the ending shot um, with the climax there, which I know you didn't like as much, um, which is fine. But the Batman shadow shot at the end uh, does have Batman in this big, menacing sort of shadow-like figure. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, really? I think so. They're on the rooftop. Yeah. 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 That's the one. I'm talking about the one on the rooftop, at least. Um, And this is when they've got the, they both have the exact same silhouette as well, Mm. right? With their cape on the ground and it's like draped out. Um, Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, My my shot was the, it's the graveyard. It's one of the graveyard shots. Lightning's happening. There's this close up of, like uh, a statue of Mary, I believe it is. And then lightning strikes and the whole face lights up. It's a completely unnecessary shot. Completely unnecessary. Like, you don't need it. But those are the types of details that I like in a film that help make it stand out as a film where people, someone cared about, like, creating an atmosphere 
<laughs> more than uh, just cashing in. Yeah. Right. So I appreciate those little moments where you're willing to give us some atmospheric shots in order to build the mood, to build the tension, to build the scene. And that's what happened in that, that graveyard scene. So I appreciated some of those little moments that this film wasn't afraid to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely a little extra. Eric, what about your, your unique award? So my unique award was the best MVM tagline Ooh. award. And it came from Batman. Batman says, Dracula may walk like a man, but he's a monster. Oh. Perfect line for monsters versus men. I think it's awesome, yeah. Yeah, we'll use it from now on. <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, mine is the why did you even do that award? And that's them killing off the Joker at the beginning of the film. Yeah, Just weird. to bring him back for no reason. Like, this movie did not need Joker. Like, it really... No. I don't know if he adds anything. Um... I don't, I don't either. There was a part of me that liked the aspect that the one thing I liked about it, but I actually don't know if it fits into the film thematically. The part I liked about it was the fact that Bruce felt sympathy towards it. Yeah. I love that. Like, I thought that was great that, like, Bruce kind of wrestled with that and was like, struggled with the fact that he killed, or that, not that he killed, but that the Joker was dead and he couldn't save him. Yes. I did like that too. I like that. I, I really did. And, like, that came up a couple of times, you know. It was, like, a big deal in the film. And he wanted to make sure that the, that didn't happen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But does it really fit thematically with the rest of the film? I don't think so. I wish it did because I think that's a really interesting aspect is, like, should Bruce feel sympathy towards the Joker dying, even though it was the Joker's fault, right? Um it's interesting, but yeah. I don't know if it fits with the rest of the film. Mm, yeah. Yep, I agree. <sighs> All right, man. Final thoughts mm. and tiered rating. You want to go first? Yeah. I, while I enjoyed a lot of aspects of this one, uh, the I think the action scenes and the overall story and uh, many of the puns did work for me. Uh I, I do think that for me sometimes it it felt like it got a little lost. Uh, Eric, you mentioned some pretty good points where um, you know the finding of the cure uh, it, it just takes it's a little too long and it drags the film down a bit. Um, but really, I think most of my problems come in with the film's inability to leave put puns away for for dramatic moments. Um, and also, I think the music is really intrusive for me. Like, it really bothered me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, this is so annoying. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think, I think overall, this is a gamma tier film because while I, I point out these issues that I have, I don't think there's an element of them. There, uh, Overall, when I add everything together, this is not a bad film. Um, and I think oh, Batman fans would really enjoy this. And, and try, anyone who like, really loves vampires, I think, you know what? Why not? This might be a little something to mix up the taste, you know? Um, 
So I don't, I'm gonna give it a gamma. It's probably a low gamma for me. Uh, I, I've kind of poo pooed on this movie a lot, but I don't think it's by any means a bad movie. Uh, what about you, Eric? Well, just to get a little metacognitive for a second, Ooh. Alex. Uh, I I think this is what I like about our rating system since we switched to the Godzilla Gamera Gabra tiers, oh, right? Okay. Is I think this is a Gamera film as well. Even though I've been mostly praising this movie and you've been mostly bashing this movie. Is at the end of the day we kind of come to a consensus that yeah, I mean this isn't the greatest movie of all time. There's some real issues with it. We see it from different perspectives because we come into it with different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the music is amazing. No. <laughs> In reality, I just don't have an issue with that. For me, there's some other issues that just with the storyline. Um, that, that that come into play that I don't buy into as much but I also just coming into this movie I didn't have many expectations mm. like zero I think I did Eric uh-huh. and I think that's part of it because there are DC Batman movies like uh, there's a lot of animated DC movies a yeah, lot of them are like high quality yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, part of my part of this might be expectation for me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like the Batman versus the Red. What was that? What was that one called? I don't, I don't know. Batman. Uh, Batman versus. Oh, are you talking about? Are you talking about Batman? Uh, the Red Hood. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Right. Like I've seen some. I've seen a couple. Not a ton. Not as many as you. I'm sure. I've seen a couple of like Batman animated specials, DC specials. Yeah. This isn't one of those. This is like uh, the animated series. <laughs> this is like the Batman. It's within a series and there's a special. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, which isn't the same. It's just not quite the same. So it, it doesn't have the quite, quite the same quality of filmmaking, you might say. But, but I, I would push against that a little bit and say, yeah, maybe it has the style of that series. But I can also say that, that the people that made this film and, and that they really put some heart into it and they really tried to stick to the essence of Dracula and Batman together. Is it perfect? No, not 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 by any means. And yeah, I I don't buy I wish they'd come up with something different than Batman coming up with some random cure for vampires. Yeah. Right. It doesn't make sense. It's just uh, Well him defeating Dracula but, should get rid of the other vampires as well, according to some lore. Yeah. Um Right, exactly. Uh, like I mean, there's just different things. Like we could have done a couple different decisions there, but it's all good. I mean, I, I'm not super caught up in that that because I still sense the care and respect that the filmmakers gave to not only the Batman, but to Dracula as well, mm. which is what this this series and this podcast is actually focused on when we come to monsters animated. Dracula. Right? That, <laughs> that's what we're focused on here. And I think it does a pretty decent job at depicting Dracula as a monster and a man. So that's why I give this film a gamma tier. And probably somewhere in the middle, 
of that camera tier. So not much higher than you, even though I spoke more highly than you did. Mm. But next week, Alex, we have the Monster House. Uh, you got a rhyme for next week? Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see if when we watch the Monster House, if we're just going to be quiet as a mouse, or if we'll be screaming like a wounded grouse. <laughs> oh gosh, a grouse? Yeah. What's what is it? It's a what's a grouse? It's a bird. Uh, it, it's found a lot, like uh, up north, like in Canada. Um, yeah. Um, they hunt them. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, will Monster House scare me so much to find a new spouse? Ooh. My my rhyme is worse, Alex. Will Monster House <laughs> scare me so much to find a new spouse, or will I be the one that wears a blouse? Oh, um, I like it. We. <laughs> We shall see, Alex, <laughs> next week. <laughs> well, maybe that'll change you. It, it might change me a little bit, Alex. <laughs> uh, we shall see. We shall see. As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on this episode at nvmpod.com. Email us at nvmpod at gmail.com. You can become a bargain basement at patreon.com forward slash nvmpod and receive weekly bonus content including special reviews, reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Hernan. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Subblock B, Louie Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't forget to add catch up with that. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. And this is episode 204. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>